Good morning and welcome to another episode of DNC in 23. I'm Dave. I was at SPAC Night 2 last night for the Sunday show. Let's get into it. This was Dead & Company's sixth and final time playing the Saratoga Performing Arts Center, or SPAC, located in the Saratoga State Park in New York State, about 20 minutes north of Albany, the capital of New York. They have hit SPAC almost every year that they've been touring, um, and this year they hit it, and they hit it big. There were reports yesterday of uh, being oversold and overcrowded at the Saturday show. For the Sunday show, I can confirm that that is 100% true. The venue was oversold, and I don't mean by a little. I mean by a lot. There were probably eight to 10,000 more people than the venue should hold. Two things about that. One, fuck Live Nation. The company oversold that venue by a ton on purpose for no other reason than to make a ton of money and corporate greed. There were people who had to watch an event that they paid for from back at like the bathroom line on a little screen. There were people who I'm sure felt a little wary and unsafe being around that the sheer amount of people in such a small amount of space. And, you know, if you needed medical attention last night and it, it would have been tough for the medical staff to get to you uh, because there were so many people. I mean, that's a safety concern. There's safety concerns with just the infrastructure of SPAC itself. And then there's just safety concerns of being in that around that many people in such a small amount of space. So to the people who, you know, oversold and decided that another 500 grand in fees was worth the health and safety of people trying to enjoy one of their favorite bands fuck off but the second thing that i want to say about that is as someone who was there and i was as someone who was on the crowded lawn because of the people the deadhead community who were there i never felt unsafe or concerned about my own safety or anything like that and that's a testament to how wonderful deadheads are from wherever you come from or whatever you do now the level of care and love that this community shows everybody um, whether it's someone you know or someone you're talking to or just a stranger who happens to be to your right in a little crowded space trying to enjoy and dance to a show the community of love and support never made me fear or be concerned about myself. And I hope that if you were there at Saratoga any one of these two nights, you were as lucky as I was, that you were surrounded by friends and the family of deadheads and not not unsafe. Anyway, personally, it was my first time at Saratoga Performing Arts Center. Uh, and speaking of first times, it was also the 40th anniversary of the Grateful Dead's first time ever playing at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center. June 18th, 1983 was their first show at SPAC. And some of the set list that they played last night on June 18th, 2023, uh, paid homage to, to that first show at SPAC. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the set list. And set one, Hell in a Bucket opener, 
Sugary, Mississippi Half-Step, Into Mr. Charlie, Friend of the Devil, and then Lost Sailor, Into Saint of Circumstance, and Big Railroad Blues to close out set one. The Hell in the Bucket opener, I think, was a little homage to their first show at SPAC. They played that back in 1983. They came out and opened with it here. Just an amazing version of Hell in a Bucket. I mean, Mare was going insane right from the jump, and the drummers were with him every step of the way. The crowd was really into Hell in a Bucket, too. Very, a lot of people singing along, a lot of people dancing. They moved on to Sugary. You know, they gave us the, the Bob song to open. They come in with the first John song, Sugary. Drumming continued to be excellent. Mayor just continued to do what he does and absolutely crushed that guitar solo. And from there, they turned around into Mississippi Half Step. And this was one of the highlights of set one. I mean, this was really, really, really well done to include Kementi's first first moment showing off for the crowd and he was he was having a good time in the second half of mississippi half step they did a little bit of a tennessee jed tease and i thought maybe there was a chance they would move into that coming out of uh the back half of half step but they rolled right into mr charlie instead which is a song that i really enjoy and a song that i had yet to see live so i was i was jumping and having a good time as was john mayer john mayer started kicking his legs out um, side to side as if you're doing jumping jacks, how your legs move side and back in. That's what he was doing during the main riff of Mr. Charlie. So I think John Mayer was enjoying playing that too. They went to Friend of the Devil uh, next, kind of the first little slower and relaxing song of set one, kind of gave the crowd a chance to catch their breath. And from there they rolled into a Lost Sailor Saint suite that was really, really, really well done. Not a song, not a set of songs that I love or, you know, would ask them to play or seek out, but especially in The Saint of Circumstance, Bob just has such a good feel for these songs, and he's really, really, really good at both giving you the emotion in Lost Sailor and then getting you up and dancing for The Saint. And then they closed out the set with a big railroad blues that had a ton of energy and you know, Mayor got the people up and dancing right into the set break. And, and that kind of reminiscent of the Philly show where after the Dark Star El Paso, they did a don't ease to kind of get people back on their feet and dancing. That was kind of the vibe with this big railroad blues. Got people back up and dancing and energized as they go into the set break. Coming out of the set break, and for set two, they open with Samson and Delilah. Hey, it's a Sunday show. And then they went playing in the band into Help on the Way, into Slipknot, into Franklin's Tower, into Drums and Space, into Death Don't Have No Mercy. They took a pause at the end of Death Don't, and then they played a long, jammed out Throwing Stones into Sugar Magnolia. When they stopped playing, it was about 10.40, and I thought maybe that there was a chance we would get a double encore because we had about 20 minutes until 11 o'clock. And I was right. They did for the encore Werewolves of London. And then they closed the whole thing with a plane in the band reprise. The Samson opener was excellent. I mean, a song that they don't play a lot. They basically only play it on Sunday shows now. And 
so when you're there you're you're ready for it you're hoping it comes out and what was really nice about this version is that they did a fake ending like they they closed out near the end they played the last note and stopped playing for I want to say five to six seconds like they gave the crowd a chance to clap and think that the song was over and then they popped right back into it for another 30 to 45 seconds so that was a good time that was fun uh the next song though playing in the band i gotta say this is the highlight of the show this play-in was a rocker and mare mare was trying to do some really spacey stuff in the first half and jay lane kind of Jay Lane kind of kept him in line. Jay Lane said, no, this is going to be a, a rocker playing, not a spacey jammy playing. And Jay Lane hit the snares a good amount of times and, and kept Mare focused on, you know, rocking with energy rather than grooving with space, uh, which is not a bad thing. After about 10 minutes, they built up into a, a really dramatic ending. Um, and that dramatic ending started to to fade down and fade out and and then those notes of help on the way busted out and i i was so happy it was a really good help on the way uh O'Teal continues to just grab the song and and take charge the slipknot that came next was very very rocking um a couple miss hits on the guitar from both mare and bob in the beginning uh but once it got going Mare and O'Teal really made that one cook. And then they went into a Franklin's Tower with a little bit of a slower tempo. Temp, bleh, with a little bit of a slower tempo, and it was a little more on the on the jazzy side, especially during Kimenti's uh, solo. But just Franklin's Tower is my favorite song, and whenever that comes out, whenever that finds its way into the set list, I just have a smile on my face and I'm dancing. From there into Drums in Space, um, where the space really stood out as being the the better of the two, which is not something that I usually say. Um, There was a cool moment right before Mickey really hit the beam with the low frequency, where he was hitting these buttons that were saying different things. One of them was communism, that the crowd kind of got a laugh. Out of space, they came out with Death Don't, and they they didn't jump right into it. They really noodled around in space for a good four to five minutes before moving into the, the bluesy riff of Death Don't Have No Mercy. And this was a good Death Don't. Bob was really, really good on the mic, and Kementi supplemented him with these great little organ fills. The, that Death Don't was one of the highlights of the show as well. And speaking of highlights of the show, why was Throwing Stones, a, a song that I'm not particularly high on, why was this like the a top-tier moment of the show? I mean, they brought the energy and they brought the house down during Throwing Stones. It really made sense that they played this here. Albany is the capital of New York State. So, you know, the politicians in New York are, are near there. And um, it made sense that Throwing Stones made an appearance. And out of Throwing Stones into Sugar Magnolia. Uh, just a good, fun, fun way to end. And a, a fun set. Um, Sunshine Daydream is always a good time to get people dancing and singing along. For the double encore, the Werewolves in London, that was a good time. Um, 
there were Reddit detectives who saw these Saturday SPAC night ones taped over Encore and deduced that that was Werewolves in London, that they were thinking about playing that um, on the Saturday show. And so it's good that it got to make an appearance on the Sunday show. And then the play and reprise came in and I was delighted. Normally I'm, I like a reprise. I think it's a neat idea, but I don't really connect with it emotionally. A, a reprise doesn't usually strike a chord with me, but this one was different uh, selfishly for me. This was my last Dead & Company show. And so as Werewolves of London wrapped up in the back of my head, I was thinking, huh, that's a weird last song to see by Dead & Company. And so when they struck the note and went back into playing, I, I actually really appreciated that because now my last, the last thing that I saw Dead & Company play will be a Grateful Dead song. And I think that that's a little more fitting than a Warren Zevon cover. So the play and reprise really hit with me at, at a good spot to, to end that show. Alex, when he recapped night one, he talked about how the general vibes of the first show were it was very spacey. They were doing a lot of exploration and a lot of spacey jamming. The overall summary and the vibes of night two were this was a, a rocker to, to bring the house down. Um, and the play and reprise ended on the same note that the the play ended earlier in set two, which was this was a rock version. It was up, upbeat, high tempo, and with a lot of snare drum. And so that that made it good. Made it really good. And it was just a good show. I mean, it's true about Sunday shows. The energy was different. They weren't building to anything the whole time. Like right from that hell in the bucket opener, they came out swinging and they came out hot. The only like spacey moment of the show was the end of space into death. Don't have no mercy. Other than that, it was upbeat and rocking the whole time. That is what they did Sunday night at SPAC. Their next show is Wednesday, June 21st. They do a double header at Wednesday, Thursday at City Field in New York, New York City, over in Flushing. These showtimes are at 7.30, not 7, like pretty much every other show has been on the East Coast. Um, so it gives you a little more time to get there, a little more time to get settled. And it's New York City. They don't have to worry about a curfew. So they're going to be playing all night long. Uh, so showtime's at 7.30 for the next two shows. But that first show on Wednesday, June 21st, what are they going to play? It's time for your new favorite game show, Estimated Profits. Uh, if you've never joined us to play before, uh, you, playing along at home, may guess two songs that Dead & Company are going to play in Wednesday's shows. Alex and I will guess the songs, too, um, and we do it in a snake draft style. I have the first pick for this Wednesday show, this first show in New York City, and I thought about taking songs that are kind of geared toward New York City. Um, for example, maybe some songs that have New York or New just like New York City in their lyrics. But I'm going to actually go with the song that I think is going to be part of like the set two jam suite because they haven't played it in a while, and that's the 11. I think a St. Stephen 11 is, is coming out in New York City, and I think it's coming out on night one. 
Now, Alex has the next two picks, and he is not taking my strategy. He is doing the exact opposite, and he is picking two songs that shout out New York City in the lyrics. So he is taking Truckin' and Ramble on Rose as his two picks. They are going to play those two songs in these two nights. It's just a matter of, is he correct and they're going to play him in night one, or are they going to save him for night two? And so my, I get the the last pick, and I'm going to take a song that they crush in New York City. I am worried they're going to save this for night two, but I'm going to take an Althea. New York City Althea is going to be coming out somewhere. So those are our two picks. If you have your two picks, please let us know on Twitter at WorkingMansPod, Instagram at WorkingMansPod, or you can get in touch with us on email, WorkingMansPod at gmail.com, or you can find uh, the post on Reddit and comment on the uh, tour discussion picture that Alex puts up of our estimated profit guesses. That about wraps it up for this DNC in 23. If you noticed a little audio change um, about two thirds of the way through, I recorded the first part of this um, talking about the venue and the set list up in New York State and then had to fly back to South Carolina. So the, the ending part, the estimated profits part, got recorded uh, back here in South Carolina. So sorry for the little audio change, but I thought I was going to be able to rack out most of it uh, up at the lake at my happy place. And uh, I almost did, but didn't quite finish. Anyway, next up, New York City. Let us know what you guys pick for estimated profits. And above all, know our love will not fade away. 